Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Jackson 97.3. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you've taken time to download that. And you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, too, you can watch Good Things. We are live in living color on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. But you hear me say it all the time here on Good Things. The best way to stay connected is over on the Good Things Facebook group. And if you've been there today, you will see that I am crowdsourcing your latest purchases. Big, small, medium Expensive, non-expensive, in between, that have simplified your life. Because I feel like sharing is caring, and I am in a stage of my life where I'm reading a lot of reviews on a lot of different things, and you start to wonder, what do I believe? What do I not believe? Could someone just reach out and say, I'm using this, I love it, it's worth the money, or it was a great steal, and this is how it's made my life better. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I need that. So I want you to chime in, too, on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. I just want to know the latest purchase. It could be a big one. It could be a small one that has simplified or somehow improved your life that you're proud of, like you're proud you got it and that it's working the way that you hoped it would be or you're shocked by it. Maybe you finally gave in and got something and you're like, man, I should have done this a little sooner. How about you, Rhino? You got something that comes to mind? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is my Amazon Alexa device that I picked up from the uh, Palmer Home Radiothon silent auction a couple years back that I have now You stay true to that. Oh, yeah. You say it worked. Like, you have gotten it to where... It... I just walk in my bedroom and say, Alexa, everything. It's Everything starts turning on. So, I also have heard, two thumbs up, everybody raves about, a, like, the Nest thermometer. So if you are going to upgrade or think about, especially as we move into this weird, wacky winter season where it's hot, then it's cold and all things, everyone who has one, I haven't found anyone who has one that says it's not worth it once they have it. Looking on this side, hadn't spent that kind of money for a a thermometer yet or to get that kind of tech. So I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like the one that I have is impeding my life at all. So I'm not sold on the fact that it could make my life easier, but everyone who has one does say, you'll love it, it's the best thing, you need to get one, and that's a, I know there's several different um, 
brands out there, but Nest is one of the the more uh, popular ones with that. Someone mentioned the Damp Duster from Scrub Daddy. I don't know what the Damp Duster is, but I do know what the Scrub Daddy is, and I think it's that yellow thing that came from Shark Tank, and it's got the ridges, and it's this face, and it's smiling at you. Y'all, those things work. I don't even I don't even know how they're they're very inexpensive. But if you're someone who likes to get a little elbow grease in on their your dishes or pots and pans or maybe even when you're cleaning like in your bathrooms or kitchens or whatnot around little certain edges, it is amazing what those little scrub daddies will pick up, take off, get to moving so you can get on with your life. I would two thumbs up with those. I have several of those around the house, but I have no idea what the damp duster is other than the damp duster looks kind of like a chalkboard eraser, but it's got grooves in it that you moisten and oh. then dust with it. Dust with it. Okay. It picks up the dust. On that sort of same note, Joanna says her Roomba is worth the money. You know, it's the little alien-like device, the disc that goes around and will back up, vacuum up. That is definitely one where you get what you paid for. You can get a an automatic mop or vacuum system mm-hmm. for really cheap on the the wishes of the world and the knockoff websites. You can get them for twenty, thirty bucks. I'm here to tell you those don't have a computer in them. They don't have sensors in them. They just have a little vacuum. Yeah, they, they will pick up some stuff, and then they've got a little. Singular wheel on the bottom with a free spinning pivot point that just randomly moves through your house. It's not learning your house. It's just randomly moving it's around. It's kind of up like stuff. Um, a bad game of air hockey. Yeah. Or just boom. Whereas boom, you get the, the Roomba or the other options in that realm, it, it's going to be a little pricier, but it act, it has a computer. It has a software that, that learns the outlay of your house and all that kind of fun stuff. On that same, layout, not outlay. same note, someone mentioned a cordless vacuum cleaner. I can see that. Again, like where, if you, especially if you're a spot cleaner upper-er and you're not a all-time-at-once kind of per- gal, which if I start in the kitchen, because I have a cord one, I'm going wherever the cord will go. So even if the little mess is right there, you know, right there contained, it's like, well, I've got it on, I've got it out. We might as well use every inch of this that I can get. I probably won't if it's not on my, I guess, agenda to go ahead and vacuum the whole or clean for the day. I won't move it around. But I'm going to get the radius of the cord if I get it out regardless. I just, it feels like a waste of energy to get it out and plug it up and do the whole thing, you know, why would you, but if you have the cordless one, you just t- pop it off. But they're not cheap. So I don't know which one would be, if you have a Roomba versus a cordless vacuum, which one, is, which, which one would you give up? You, you could which split you the save? difference with the, do they even still make the little shark vacuums where it's the little, I don't the little know, portable but handheld vacuum thing that you literally just, and got it. I saw where someone mentioned one of the best purchases they made that simplified their life, which is what we're asking you about today, is a minivan. They finally gave in and got a minivan with multiple kids, all the things. I get it. I, the room room matters. But some of those vans, the more higher uh, price ones, they would have the little the little shark back sort of in there. I'm like, that is genius. I don't know how often you'd use it or what's like the you know the sucking power to it. 
but where you could just get out and do little spot checks of the Cheerios or the Cheetos or the uh, dirt off his shoes. I feel like that's genius. But I think everyone went through a phase where you had a little shark hand vacuum and you didn't use it. You know, the commercial, especially if you have pets, they make it look like, oh, you just get it out and up the hair and all things. Never that easy. It's never that easy and you're never, you're not going to do it. You're just just not. Like you fell for it, hook, line and sinker, but that's okay. No, no, nobody's judging you here. I wonder if somebody would chime in. Wait, maybe Kristen Summit already has. Nope. He's talking about the, then you'd have the vacuum. <laughs> they say for me, so like if I'm going to vacuum the radius of the cord regardless, Chris says if I got a cordless one, I would feel compelled to vacuum until the battery died. You know, Chris, there are some days that you're, I'd probably take it up and see how long could I go or how long would it go. And so it would probably outlast me. I'm just wondering if anybody has the uh, the, the housing set up to where you have the, the – it's not a plug. The opening in the wall where you – insert the vacuum hose and you yes. don't have a vacuum it's just oh what's that the 70s i think it started in the 70s but i didn't see one in real life till 90s maybe early 2000s and then you would sort of move it around, like yeah you just move the hose to a different room and plug it in the wall i will say if you're talking about vacuums my mother over the years she's one that will would she used hers into the dirt if that makes sense so she ha- i remember growing up with the bagged vacuum cleaners it is better for everybody's life to get the bagless vacuum cleaner. Spin the extra. Turn it in. Go for it. All you have to do is flip that little lid and it goes into the trash. It's magic. Fumbling with all of those, wondering, is it full? Is it not full? Can you get it off without the poof and all the things? I mean, I'm sure it was revolutionary when it was first introduced into our homes. But, yeah, I'm not going backwards on that one. Oh, I vividly it. remember the... The monstrosity of a vacuum cleaner my mom had before she finally got one of the bagless, where it was just a, a metal pole with a big angry looking metal head on it <laughs> and the bag hanging angry. off of it. And that was loud. Oh my gosh, it was loud. <laughs> You've got several coming in William in Greenville, Robert in Clinton, Thomas in Tupelo. They're all saying whole house back, back systems or central vacuum uh, system still have a central vacuum system originally installed in 1982 which you've seen the the latest iteration of that right where instead of it being for cleaning up with vacuuming it's Mm -hmm. for laundry where there's an opening in the wall you slide the little door open and it starts the vacuum and you just chuck dirty clothes at it it sucks it down to the laundry room but haven't we always had some kind of shoot that way? Or has that just always been trash shoots? That was uh, usually yes, in swankier houses. But, but yeah, you had like trash, trash shoots or, or in high-rise apartments. or They uh, called it the butler. The dumbwaiter. Well, there's a difference in trash. <laughs> you have a trash chute and a dumbwaiter. A trash chute is only gravity-fed. A dumbwaiter is a little mini elevator to move stuff up and down between floors. Is that really what it's called? It's really what it's called. I couldn't do it. It would have a whole other name. I don't know what it... Frank... <laughs> Frank, bring me my mimosa. All right. All right, y'all don't go anywhere. We got more good things for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Watch good things. We're on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, and even YouTube. You can now watch good things on C Spire TV. If you have C Spire TV, then you can check us out on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel. But you're going to have to go to Drew, Mississippi, if you want to enjoy the Delta, Delta Wings Festival, which is coming up this weekend. And our friend Stafford Sheridan is joining us to tell us more. Hey, Stafford. Hey, Rebecca. It's good to be back. Oh, it's good to have you back, buddy, even though it's not in studio. But I know you got a lot going on there in Drew and on the farm. So how's the weather today? So the weather's great. You know, we've had the driest fall I think we ever had. I mean, look at the Mississippi River, and it's the same here. Yeah, super dry. And I know as farmers, you all out there doing rain dance. But when you have this great event coming up, you're like, but can we at least just skip it for Saturday so we can get in our festival? This is a cool one, Stafford. Tell me about the Delta Wings Festival. So we did it for about eight years. And if you didn't know, uh, it's the, we're the waterfowl capital of Mississippi. And we did it for eight years and kind of fell by the wayside. We wanted to bring it back. And so we're back this year with the ninth annual. That's pretty cool, and I think most people might think of going to the Delta for duck hunting, but they don't necessarily think of having a festival to sort of enjoy everything that can come with that. So when we're talking wings festival, are we talking chicken wings, are we talking duck wings, or what are we talking? So the wings is kind of a play on just the fact that ducks are coming in this time of year and flying into the Delta, and at the same time, we're going to have the Mississippi Duck Gumbo Championship, so that's kind of the thing that everybody's really coming for but we're also going to have live music and things for the kids and vendors and all kind of cool food and stuff like that too let's talk about this duck gumbo championship you had me at gumbo i don't know if i've ever had duck gumbo is it much different than seafood gumbo or traditional gumbo so it's very hearty i actually i think one of the best things you can do with duck is gumbo and one of my favorite gumbos is definitely duck so duck is very wild So a gumbo is a great way to kind of mild that flavor down, but it's so rich. It's just really awesome. How many are you going to have come out in terms of chefs or individuals or teams, or is it just open up to us regular folks? Like, how will the championship work? So we have seven teams signed up right now, and we've got people from all over the state coming. We've got some great judges, by the way, Wright Thompson of ESPN, and then Chef David Cruz, who, if you know anything about Delta Supper Club, you've probably seen him on Food Network. So we got a couple of great chefs. They really know their gumbo. And these guys have been planning this for a long time. A couple of them were late sign-ups, but most of them, they can't wait to get here and cook their gumbo. We will have a People's Choice Award, too, so you can come buy some tickets to try the gumbo and vote on your favorite. If we've never put Drew, Mississippi on our to-do list, we hear about these cool festivals. I know it's kind of a smaller community. How would you sort of sell it to say, you know what, we may not be the Tamale Festival or we may not be some of the other larger ones in neighboring towns, but we are worth the stop or the drive up to the Delta Four. How would you sort of get folks to get excited about coming for the festival? Well, I'll say that I don't think there's any other festival quite like ours anywhere in the state of Mississippi. And, I mean, come on, it's the home of Archie Manning. 
If you've ever watched the gas station tailgate review with me and I've done anything that made you happy, it would be a huge favor to me just to show up that day. We, you don't have to spend the dime. Mike Ellis and the hometown band are going to be playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'd love to have you in the small town of Drew. And, uh, you know, hey, these little Delta towns are still alive and kicking. And if you come, we'll be alive a little bit longer. So give us our Mississippi directions if we've never been to Drew, Mississippi. How do we find you? So coming from Jackson is literally straight up Highway 49. So just like you're going to Clarksdale from the south part of the state, you know, 49 and 61 are kind of our two main Delta highways. But it's right on Highway 49. You can't miss it. I mean, it's a one-stop sign down. So it's very, very easy right in the dead center of the Mississippi Delta. So how is the festival festival going to be set up, uh, Stafford? Because I just imagine with a one-stop sign town, are you taking over Main Street? Are you taking over the entire town? Like, how will it be? How will the festival be on Saturday? So it's funny because we started this as the festival. as as Well, the restaurant's doing this. We weren't actually going to do a festival. We were just going to do the duck gumbo. And it's kind of gotten out of control. So we are taking over the whole downtown. The city's letting us block off Main Street. And we have a beautiful park called Gazebo Park downtown. We've got an actual stage that's permanent, so we've got a perfect place for the music. It's going to be really nice. It's going to be really nice. What time does it kick off on Saturday? Starts at 10 a.m., goes to 5. We'll announce the winners of the Gumbo Championship at 5. Mike Ellis and the hometown band will be playing from 1 to 5. So it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. And, again, we've got some really great vendors and we're excited about it. I saw a little VIP action over on your Facebook page, Stafford. Is that like a pregame, postgame? Where does that fall in in the gumbo world? So in our downtown park, on one end of Main Street, you have the stage. And on the, in the middle of the park is the gazebo. We didn't do sponsorships like we used to do because the Chamber of Commerce used to do this. And they took you know big sponsorships. But since the restaurant's doing it, we don't want to do sponsorships, so we did this Friends of the Festival VIP area, which is going to be in the gazebo. You can buy tickets, and we'll have beer and food and all kind of stuff that everybody won't have access to. And that's just kind of a little way that people can support the festival because people have been asking me, like, what can I do to help? And, again, number one, you can show up. But if you want to help financially, that's a way you can help financially. Get a little something in return for it, too. Sounds like a lot of fun. Where do we find out about that? Where do we get our tickets if we want the VIP access? So the easiest thing to do is follow me on Facebook. All that stuff's posted on there. If you don't see it, inbox me. I'll send you a link. It's on Eventbrite, if you're familiar with Eventbrite at all. that So you can buy them online, but you can also buy them the day of. So catch us up, too, on your gas station reviews, Stafford. You're a man of many talents. Not only are you running the restaurant there in Drew, you're putting together a festival. You're also a working farmer uh, there and all the duties that reply to that. But then you find time, too, to go out with your own hobby and review food at restaurants, I mean, at restaurants that are in gas stations. Have you put out anything new lately? Can people go and check something out? You know, it's um, one of my favorites. Unfortunately, there's this place right outside of Laurel called David's, and about three or four days after I posted that review, it burned. They are rebuilding. So when that place opens back up, we got to make sure we support those guys. They do a great plate lunch, and just my heart felt sympathy to them and what all happened. I actually had a car accident that burned the place down. Oh, my gosh. Well, you go. That's another know, reminder. Right? Yeah, that these are the not only are they in gas stations, but usually they're still small businesses. That when we think about they where are. are we going to get our lunch or where we're just going to stop for something to eat, 
popping in and supporting them versus running through a drive through or whatever else, which has its place. I'm not saying that, but um, means a lot to, to those individuals. You know, one of the other cool things you can do if you follow me, particularly on Twitter, I have it right at pinned at the top of the page, but there's a map that a guy named Drew Porsche, who works for ESPN, did this for me. He's a statistician with ESPN. And every time I do a review, he adds it to the map. So you can actually pull this map up on Google and go to all the places and see all the cool places. Because one of the things when you're traveling, while fast food is so great, because you know what you're getting, but you don't know those little places because they're not all great. But some of them are really good. Have you ever went somewhere and then had all intentions of reviewing it, but maybe you just felt like that one just needs to go in the can instead of putting out something negative i'll just not put out something at all so i've released right around 140 episodes i've probably filmed about 20 that i didn't use i've actually cut the camera off after the first bite and just been like no can't do it and i have gone and i actually went in this one place and i kind of looked around a little bit and i was like Nah, I'm not eating food out of here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, some of them don't. And, and I'm not in the business of trying to hurt anybody's business because they may have had a bad day, right? We haven't, you know, I own a restaurant. That happens. Yeah. So if it's bad, you're right. I just, it just never sees a lot of day. Well, I appreciate that. But that's also true, though. That that means that we know that the videos that you do put out there and your gas station reviews, they are honest. And if you say that you enjoy it, you're not just faking it. You actually do enjoy whatever it is that you got. Here recently, what's your top pick that you have in, in uh, reviews? Oh, goodness. You know, I hadn't done as many this year because farming has been so all-encompassing. Without the rain, we've been irrigating a lot. But this is not in Mississippi, but Satsuma, Alabama, does a thing called breakfast gumbo. And it's not gumbo, but it's really, really good. It's got hot sauce and eggs and Koneka sausage and all kind of good stuff in it. I really like that a lot. And if you've never tried duck gumbo, then that brings us back to the ninth annual right. Delta Wings Festival that's going on this weekend in Drew, Mississippi. We encourage everybody to get out, drive north or maybe south for some, east or west for a few of you. But for the most yeah, of us, the exactly. Delta's going to be straight north and try something new. I think I think duck gumbo just sounds delicious. You'll have to let us know who wins. Absolutely. I'll be posting it, and uh, good luck to everybody that's entered. Not too late to enter if you want to. Not too late to enter. Not too late to make your plans. It starts at 10 o'clock on Saturday, correct? It's free. Come and enjoy it. Downtown Drew, Mississippi. Absolutely. All right, Stafford, next time you're in town, stop by and say hey in person, okay? I'd love to. Thank you, Rebecca. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. To get started today, she looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good 
things, whether on your computer or your mobile device, just head on over to supertalktv.com. The gala show will be at the Mississippi Coliseum in Jackson on Thursday for the annual Mississippi Economic Council Hobnob. This is the biggest gathering for movers, shakers, and playmakers from across the state. It's the number one gathering place for networking with statewide political and business leaders. So if you want more information about this year's Hobnob, you can register and find out more at mec.ms. You can also find a lot of good headlines over on the Good Things Facebook group. We always try to let it be a place where all the good news that is out there about our state and people make it there so you can see it and be proud of it. I haven't shared this one in there yet because her post wasn't shareable, but I've requested it. You may remember here on Good Things Miss Allie Wise. She was an Ole Miss graduate in air rifle. I don't think she graduated with a degree in air rifle, but she went there to compete in air rifling. She gave us a whole rundown of how the sport worked right here on Good Things. You can probably find that, uh, I guess, older interview there on YouTube. And she had even represented the United States in the Olympics. I can't remember how she favored there. But she just walked away, or she was just crowned, should I say, world champion in Cairo, Egypt over the last... 24, maybe 48 hours. And so she does a sweet post uh, talking about how, I guess, when she first got into the sport of air rifle back when she was like 10 years old, that she would have no clue that one day she would be holding a title like this. And so she's super excited. Uh, She's representing not only the United States, but it trickles all the way down to Mississippi in her time here um, as a rebel. And, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Go, girl. Girl power. Yeah, I still want to shoot one of those things. It's on, like, my bucket list of things to do just to see what it feels like. Because, you know, it looks like very Martian-like kind of machinery. The air. Yeah, the Olympic-level uh, air rifles are a different animal because you think of a rifle, you usually think of either a composite or a wooden stock that looks very, pretty much the same on – or not the same, but similar on just about every firearm. And then you have these air rifles that are for Olympic shooting, and the stock has four different things mm-hmm. to be adjusted, and the four stock has some things to be adjusted, and it's all strange ergonomic shapes, and yeah. For a sport that's incredibly that looks incredibly simplified, aim and shoot. It's incredibly difficult, which I think is fascinating. And so keep her name. In um, in mind because everyone's talking obviously Olympics for her. Um, another round at the Olympics for her will definitely um, be in order. Now you may have not liked how the weekend went for your football, but I got some good headlines that came out of it. I saw where at least Missouri, as well as some other teams, placed uh, stickers on their helmets in honor of MSU player Sam Westmoreland, who passed away a couple weeks ago. Last week. Or last week. And I think Vanderbilt did it as well. So it's super cool just to see the community. You know, you talk about football, a lot of rivalries, a lot of competition, a lot of all the things. But when it comes down to what matters most, you know, it's a band of brothers, and they stick together, and they did some really kind things. And you also love hearing when a player, especially after maybe not having their best night on the field, you could say that for for State there in Tuscaloosa. We won't talk about the game, but I want to highlight Will Rogers, and he's making the rounds on social media in all the right ways. He um, took time after the game to help an older female Alabama event staff member. She, You could tell she is 
wise in her years, um, he helped her out of the stadium, holding her hand, helping her up some ramps and all that. Not prompted. Didn't know anybody was taking the picture or the video or whatever it may be um, behind him. And, of course, it's hitting all the feels and doing all the things. And it's just a sign that you hope that players who are getting applauded for their work on the field back that up with, you know, some class and have the the right skills, you know, off the field as well. So kudos to him. Kudos to the uh, Mississippi State athletic, athletic Director who snapped the photo and sort of shared it, reminding us all that there are things in life that mean more in the long run than just your stats on the field or who walked away, you know, as a winner. You can go and check out that tweet over on the Good Things Facebook group, as well as you have to scroll down a little bit. But, man, what a big weekend in the metro area for homecomings. I saw where it was JSU's, it was Millsap's, it was Bell Havens. And from all reports, it was a successful weekend with thousands of celebrities and all the people coming in to help celebrate uh, the different homecomings. But one thing that I feel like didn't catch enough attention that I thought was really cool was Jackson State was presented with a check for $100,000 by Michael Strahan. You all know Good Morning America was here on Friday. They got to uh, be there gearing them up for game day. And it's going to the JSU Gap Emergency Fund. And it came from um, Mars Wrigley, North America, which the president... Anton Vincent is a Jackson native, who'd have thunk, and his parents also taught at JSU for decades. Now, Mars Wrigley is a subsidiary of Mars Incorporated. Snickers, anybody? That's the kind of, uh, of company that it is. And so, yes, the iconic candy brand, including Snickers and others, they donated $100,000 to the Gap Emergency Fund, which about 80% of all students there at JSU, like many um, universities, rely on financial aid. So that's going to help uh, bridge the gap for a lot of those um, students looking to further further their education. So I thought that was a, a good headline that came out of that day that I think Snoop Dogg overtook and some of the other celebrities that made their way uh, made their way here. So if you want to read about that more, you can definitely find it over on the Good Things Facebook group. Now, I know it's October, like literally November is like ne- look, peaking into next week, which means all of you are also thinking about the egg bowl and all the things that come with that. But I saw one that I didn't realize. It's where Ole Miss and Mississippi State will face off for eSports Egg Bowl. Have you heard of this, Rano? Oh, yeah. I didn't know about this. It's the fifth annual eSports Egg Bowl, and it's coming up um, soon. And it's October the 29th, and it's exactly what you think it is. It's eSports, but it's Ole Miss team versus uh, Mississippi State. You're going to have 100 players uh, from both schools, they're going to compete at the Sandy and John Black Pavilion there at Ole Miss. It's going to open up at 10 a.m. if you're interested in something like that. They will compete in seven games, including Rocket League, Valmore. Am I getting it right? League of Legends, Super Smash Brothers. I know one. Like, I've played one. <laughs> I'm going to sit in that lane and watch that beat down because I will understand the game. But I don't know. I think you'd enjoy Rocket League because it's bumper cars with superpowers playing soccer. I I think this is so interesting that kids now can go and get a higher education with their skills 
playing games that most parents find as a waste of as a waste of time. This is this is a growing, I guess, segment in this. I don't know is sport the right word. I guess if it's competitive, it's a sport. It's a competition. It's a competition, so that's why it gets sort of lumped into into the word sport. Would you go like? How would you watch? Is it big screens? Like, how are you watching one of these? Yeah, usually it's set up kind of like you would have any other non-ball competition where you have seating with usually a stage up front, and then on the stage you'll have teams on one side or the other and screens showing the action and all that. And usually you have, just like with any other sporting event, you're going to have announcers and play-by-play and color commentary and all that kind of stuff. So in regular sports, you know how to play the game. It's the same game, same rules. Will these people, I guess teams, know the games that they're going up? Oh, yeah. Or will they be, okay. Yeah, you you would have, like say, for instance, Mississippi State eSports. They have different teams, and there may be some crossover on the teams, but the different teams specialize in different games. So, like, they'll have a Rocket League team, and they'll have a Valorant team, and they'll have a League of Legends team, and they'll have the Smash Bros. team. I can imagine it gets pretty crazy at those things. Oh, yeah. Like, because if you're watching, I mean, I have very little knowledge and experience in gaming in the 21st century. But you can hear if you're ever at someone's house and they get very animated with their own playing skills so i imagine if you can watch it and you're like rooting for it it's just intensified i mean look at it this way if you are a football fan and you love the game of football you love watching the interaction at the line of scrimmage you love watching the big offensive plays or maybe you're a defensive minded person and you love the sacks or the interceptions there are little facets of the game that you find enjoyable and you have a team, so you go to the event and you cheer for your team and recognize the, the aspects of the game that are difficult. Same thing goes with Rocket League. You're watching people playing a game, and when they pull something off that you think is impressive, you cheer. I would be fascinated by it. I think you should get out and support it if you're going to be in the area that this Saturday would be something, a different kind of egg bowl. Or an egg bowl to kick off the season, the egg bowl season, because I hear there's a lot of them, a mini one, a big one, all the things. we got more things for you coming up next. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. watch good things we are on your computer or your mobile device just head on over to supertalktv.com here's a fun headline for you a former new york city cab driver visited a bar in ireland that's not a start of a joke to collect the two pints of guinness he was owed from an iou given to him 
by a passenger nine years earlier. It makes you think of like how many times have you had an IOU that you didn't cash in or someone just said to be kind or maybe you just said, hey, owe you a steak or let's grab a drink or, you know, owe you whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And then you actually follow up on it. Well, John was the driver. He was driving his cab in New York at 4 a.m. in 2013 when he picked up Shane, a Dublin resident who did not have the cash to cover his ride. I'm sure he wasn't the first person to to maybe not have enough cash to get there. And he said he owed he owned a bar in Dublin. And he said, yeah, buddy. Yeah, everybody owns a bar in Dublin. And he says, no, I actually did. You can come in for some free pints of Guinness. Well, he ends up in Dublin, walks into the bar and says... This is how many beers you owe me in your cab fare. And what if you charged interest? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but he he owed up. The man had his drinks. They enjoyed the the moment. And how cool is that? Like I think I think it's cool too. The cab driver. Well, you know, I don't know. If you're a cab driver, you've heard it all. And so I'm sure half a dozen. One, six, and another are actually telling the truth or lying. But folks do actually get in there and get to their point and then don't have it. I'm sure that's built into their business plan. And then some, you know. But it would be interesting to see if you followed up on every IOU, if it would actually come true. I'm going to use that one next time, though. I'll get no cap, which I don't get in caps. If it in, like, maybe two, they creep me out. What was the movie, The Bone Collector? Or, I don't know, it had um, Denzel Washington in it and had the creepy thing from the front of the maybe not be the I think bone. that was the bone collector yeah I had mm-mm. yeah you just when you really stop to think about taxi drivers I apologize to any who are listening even Uber drivers Lyft all the things you are willingly getting into a stranger's car that was the first thing you learned as a kid do not get in cars with strangers and then here we are getting in there you know paying them to take us around I get it it's a way of life for um, for many in larger cities. So that movie ruined me for riding in taxis. Not to mention I don't travel much to where taxis are necessarily necessarily needed. But all that to say, if I ever find myself in one, I'm going to try the bit. So I own a bar in Dublin and the next time you're there <laughs> three pints of Guinness on me. Are we good? <laughs> You don't think Speaking of, of taxis and Ubers, I have a public service announcement to help you if you've been bamboozled by the Facebooks or the Twitters or whatever on social media. Yes, it's funny, but it's not true. Uber is not coming out with a walking buddy option. That's just a meme. What? Yeah. People all over the social media this weekend were losing their minds over, look at what Uber's doing. They're offering walking buddies. No, it's a joke. Because it had a screenshot of the Uber yeah. where you can choose the different types of Uber you can get. In the very bottom, it was a lower fee to just have somebody walk with you. You know, there's safety in numbers. If, you know, your mom also told you not to walk home alone. But, you know, there you go. That's, I don't know, there's a business plan for for everybody. Have you, have you ridden in many taxis? I've been in exactly one taxi and one Uber. Have you ever been in them alone? Mm, I went in the Uber alone. So my taxi experience was I flew to New York City for less than 24 hours. And the whole ride flight there, this person's giving me all the rundown of like me not getting in the wrong taxi. I was terrified getting to my <laughs> where to go, go to the actual taxi yellow thingy-majig. Don't get into one that just, you know, 
claims to be whatever, all the things. And so I was riding from there to um, Brooklyn, and I literally sweated the entire way. He was a very nice man, didn't speak very great English, but wasn't terrible. And I just remember the guy on the plane telling me, you get into one of those, they'll have a ta- they'll be able to tag which taxi you got lost in. I was like, get lost. How often do they get lost? This is why Mississippi girls should just keep their feet here on southern soil. My one taxi experience was my senior trip to New York City. And if I'm not mistaken, we got off the subway one stop too soon, and we're just going to walk to the hotel. And we got about eight or nine blocks out of about 16, and we're like, you know what? We're in New York. Let's hail a cab. Ah. And two or three of us topped in the back, rode up, paid the fare. I was like, oh, that really wasn't that big a deal. No. No, I survived, obviously. He was very kind. I had enough fare, paid him the whole nine, whatever it may be. But, yeah. Taxis. Different way of life. All right, you got plenty coming up next. You've got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.